This episode has been brought to you by LicenseLink. Never show music licensing again. Insurance for your mix. Download the app today or visit LicenseLink.com. That's L-I-C-E-N-S-E-L-I-N-Q.com. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 37. Not sure if there's going to be a 38, but thank you for joining and back with us again is our resident cheer mom. Don't be less when you can be more, be more. What is good? I think I say this every time, but you know, just mom life, cheer life. Um, super excited. We're about to head into our competition schedule. Yep. So, um, I was talking to one of the moms and I'm like, gosh, I feel like we've been going, going, going for cheer and we're just getting started. And yeah. she said the same exact thing. So um, I don't know. It, I'm looking forward to it. So what about you? How about awesome. things? You got your eye surgery done. So, you know, yeah, you can see right now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I was at practice yesterday and we're um, looking at the TV and kids are standing in the back and I went stand in the back towards them and i was like i can't see the tv right now which means you can't see the tv right now like before i wore contacts i was like well these kids got these young eyes you know they can see and mm-hmm. i was just like i just can't see what they can see and i stood back there next to them i'm like nope you can't see because i can't see right now and i got perfect vision so yeah i got my eye surgery so i can see everything um it's actually this is it is great i don't have to get you know i don't take out my contacts anymore you know like it's just it's great. So shout out to LASIK surgery. Um, but yeah, um, you know how it is. It's cheer, dad life, husband life, um, gym life, you know, all that good stuff. So we're back. We're back at it again. Um, B, I'm so glad that you're back. You know, when we first started the podcast, I like was, you know, I want to bring on a whole bunch of guests. Like I want it to, you know, you know, originally, like I just wanted it to be me just talking. Um and obviously you came on and so it's been great talking with you and, you know, we have our little chats or whatever. Uh, but still, even then, I didn't want it to be like really guest heavy or interview heavy. And I feel like we've gotten into like just two big, um, two big streaks of like, hey, we're having guests, having guests, having guests. Um, but, you know, it's, this, the show is always the best when it's me and you. When it's me and you, we're going, we're vibing. So um, it's know. good to be back. Um, you know, a couple, it's always been like a couple of breaks for me, never really a break for you. Cause you're either interviewing somebody or, you know, uh, yeah. talking to me or something like that. So it's good to be back. I mean, it's been a couple week break and, uh, I'm excited to get back and, you know, talk about cheer. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So last time you were here, what well, we had, we, so since, the last episode that you and I were both on, we had the showcase and we had our first competition this past weekend. And now we have two competitions in the same week. So we do our virtual events and then we're doing um, American Grand. So 
I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. So these are always the best episodes. You and I are like, I don't have a clue what we're talking about today. <laughs> so let's just stop. Um, but yeah, so showcase, how showcase was showcase was for you? Good. I think showcase was good. Um, I remember when we first started with American and you guys were doing the lives on Facebook. And I remember it, this will never go out of my head, but I remember Ashley saying either, no, it was you. You said showcase is Ashley's baby. Like mm-hmm. this is her thing. She has put so much time and effort and work into it. And I truly think that this was one of the best showcases that we have had. Um, I think that the setup outside, which I didn't go for very long, um, but, you know, we were there 30, 40 minutes before the girls performed and seeing all the vendors and all, I think it was so great, all the food vendors that were there, a wide variety of options. Mm -hmm. Um, The little, you know, pop-up shops for people that were there, which, I didn't even think about telling Ashley that one of my friends owns a little pop-up boutique. I'm like, gosh, you could have done that. Um, But I thought it was great. Uh, It was a little bit more um, crammed in the gym, I feel like. But I don't feel like because it was at a different location, it was like that. I feel like because the program is growing. um, And it was really cool to see a lot of other... um, teams uh parents and things like that watch i feel like um Mm -hmm. a lot of our families are watching more of the teams instead of just their specific team now yep so it was good i thought it was great it was a good starting thing it was nice for um all the family you know grandparents and you know aunts uncles that don't go to competitions all the time to be able to see um it was the first time that i had actually seen the girls' routine so i was kind of like uh, <laughs> I didn't know which way to look because yeah. I'm used to like, you know, knowing where they're at and everything. So it was really, really good. I thought, I thought it was a great turnout. You're that parent recording the wrong girl. Like, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I used to right. um, zoom in on the, the twins and they would get so mad at me. They're like, mommy, stop doing that. So I don't do that anymore. Um, I only zoom in on when they do like their pyramid and yeah. so I could get everybody. Um, but you know, me and Ryan are both there. So I'm like watching both of them and like trying to record cause they want the recording. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I miss something, I always go back on the recording and look. Yeah. At it. <laughs> I remember so. back in the day, we used to ask parents for, um, like if we like when we didn't record is before like um you know varsity tv and you could get everything online right and you wanted a good video of the um routine you'd ask a parent like hey did anyone get a video of the routine and there's also like yeah i got a video of the routine and you know mom sends it to you and you're like it's just of your daughter thank you like i needed to see you know how was the timing did anyone else's stunt fall you know so you're trying to see yeah. everything but you know parents are notorious for just filming their kid so um and then sending it to you like it's good. Like I can use this. This is going to be some good data right here for me to adjust the routine to. But, uh, yeah, I thought the showcase. I'll give you one correction. I think the showcase was the best showcase that we've had. Um, like I, re- it was really good. Ashley, Sheila, the whole everyone who you know contributed to the showcase. It really was. I think the setup outside looked great. Um, you know. It was packed and it was because we were at, you know, we used to do it at our other gym, the Northwest. Obviously, it's our bigger gym, but I could see that we were outgrowing it. Like we were in there and I would just look around 
And I'm lo- I'm looking at grandma trying to find a seat, you know, and, you know, people are coming up with wheelchairs and walkers and stuff like that. And I'm just like, man, we've got to get into a different venue. Um, so going to the Southwest, I thought was great one for the vendors because it had a whole new energy outside. And then just the inside and doing it in the sessions, it was cool because, you know, people like it to be packed. You know, they like the energy mm-hmm. in the room and, you know, people cheer and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I thought the showcase was great. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I had a, I had a ton of fun. So and it was good. Like you said, we did it in those three sessions and, and we tried not, not that we tried not to let people leave, but we noticed is that when the show before, when we did showcase, everyone would come in right at the beginning of the session. And by time we got to the end of the showcase, everyone had already seen their kids. And so no one would stay for the end of the showcase. And like the last team's going, were, you know, just performing literally in front of their parents, you know, and they lost kind of that energy of performing in front of a full, you know, crowd and a packed house. Right. So doing it in those, I think we did what three sessions this time. So dividing mm-hmm. it into three sessions and just saying, Hey, all these teams are going to perform at once, not at once, obviously, but you know, they're going to go back to back to back and then you'll be released. It kept the energy up in the room, which is what the kids want. And, you know, they want to have the energy of seeing the crowd, like, you know, erupt when they, you know, hit a stun or, you know, you know, land their tumbling, whatever the case may be. So yeah, I thought the showcase went, went really well. Um, you know, and then we take a week break or then we have the week mm-hmm. off and we take the week off for Thanksgiving. And then we come back and immediately we go to Bakel battle. So, um, yeah, then we have the Bakel battle, which is our showcase part two, which is cool. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I know a couple of my friends. So, you know, the Baco battle that we just had, um, mm-hmm. I will say this, the girls didn't have a call time till four fifteen in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was like music to my ears because I feel like we always get such an early call time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was, you know, I was figuring, okay, you know, we're always like two and a half hours before they perform. It, it was a, um, which, but it was so nice not to have for me not to have to rush. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I gave the girls a spray tan the night before. And um, then I had some girls come over in the morning because I braided their hair. And then once they left, then it was just like, all right, we could just chill for a little while, do a little housework, that kind of stuff. And then like, just slowly get the girls ready instead of mm-hmm. not having to hair makeup, dress, breakfast, blah, 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 yep. like so quick. So that was really nice to have that. Um, so we'll see how this weekend goes, but, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure this weekend, I'm not sure what nope. dinner white goes. I know we have J red and they need it. Like their warm up time is like 8am. So they're have a call mm-hmm. time of, you know, six something or whatever. Um, so, you know, but it's I- one of those, you know, those lucky things we get lucky with, yeah. right? Where they split, they split D1, D2. So uh-huh. all the D2, they're like, oh, all the D2s are in the morning. D1, you guys going to be in the afternoon. And I was like, awesome. This is great. And yeah, we looked at the schedule. Like, we have to meet until like noon. So this is going to be great. Could have breakfast. Yeah, all that good stuff. I kind of did look a little bit, um, which I don't really set anything like in stone until you guys send out the itinerary. Mm-hmm. Um only because I did it one time I looked like I think we were on junior stars and I looked and I was like oh okay so we have to be here at this time well it was like our first competition I had no clue like 
that we met earlier than that. And mm-hmm. I remember getting the schedule from uh, Ashley when she emailed it out. And I'm like, holy cow, like, oh my gosh. Um, but you did send out, you know, like the jams thing and the email last weekend for this weekend's competition. And I just looked just to see. So I was like, yeah. okay, well, I kind of predicted a little bit. So I know it'll be early this time which is totally fine. Um, makes the day go by easier, I guess. Um, so how do you think the competition went this weekend, the Bako battle? Well, real quick, real quick. I'm going to get back to that. Guys, you got to like, sub- subscribe, share, but we are doing a $100 giveaway. The $100 giveaway, if you want to enter, all you have to do is share the podcast wherever you share things at. Facebook, Instagram, if you have a Twitter, share it on Twitter, screenshot it, send it to myself, send it to be more on Instagram at Jason Larkins or at b.more triple underscore. Send the screenshot that you shared it. And uh, the more times you share it, the more entries that is, the better your chance, the better your chance to win. Someone is going to win this hundred dollars. Why not you? So do that. We'll uh, pick someone at the end of the month to win that $100 share the podcast. But what I was going to say is parents, listen, guys, and this is parents everywhere. This isn't just American cheer parents. This is parents everywhere because everyone wants to know the competition schedule. Hey, what time, you know, we have blown up. When's the competition schedule coming out? When's the competition schedule coming out? Parents, we are at the mercy of the event producers. We're at the mercy of the event producers. We want to know when teams are competing just as badly as you do. You know, it's not like we get the schedule and we hold on to it. And you know what? We're just going to we're just gonna wait and hold it and not tell the parents when they're competing. Like, you know, and some events are really, really um, punctual and just on top of things. They'll send it, send it out to you with plenty of time so you can plan around, you know, your events or you, so you can plan your day. And others send it to you last minute. And you're like, yo, like, come on, send us this event schedule. So just just a fun fact, not a fun fact, just some good information for all parents to know that coaches and owners are at the mercy of the event producers. And when they send us stuff, you know, it's not like we get it and then we automatically know what our schedule is going to be. It takes us time because we got to figure out crossovers. Because what happens is they'll send us the, the schedule and we'll have teams that have crossovers. And we realize, oh, Senior Black and J-Red have crossovers. And those teams are competing back-to-back. That's not going to work. So then we got to send an email to the event producer. Hey, these two teams have crossovers. They can't go that close together. And, you know, and while we're doing that, every other, every other um, gym is doing that same thing. Hey, we have crossovers here. We have crossovers here. And then they go in there and make revisions and then they get a schedule and all these things. So it takes a little bit of time. So what, so as soon as we get the schedule or you get the schedule, cause I know lots of event producers uh, put it online just because the schedule, that schedule is out. Doesn't even mean that that's going to be the permanent schedule because, you know, things are always changing like that. Um, so, you know, just a little PSA for everyone out there, but uh, yeah. The, so the competition this weekend Unless you want to say anything about that. I'm not sure, but I did, but I totally forgot what it was. Um, yeah, oh yes. I remember. Okay. I, I totally understand what you're like, what you guys are saying with, you know, you're at the mercy of the event producers because and only reason is because I'm experiencing this right now. 
with our winter fundraisers that are coming in. <clears throat> we just did Seize Candy. We're doing the, we just finished the wars and people are like, I need my stuff. I need this. And I am the same exact way. I am at the mercy of Seize Candy or Dwarves mm -hmm. Candy. I'm waiting for them to fulfill their orders. Like we, ex we try to get them in so quickly, but it doesn't always happen that way. And yeah. And then, you know, if you've ever seen me at the gym, I'm down there. It took me four and a half hours to sort seize candy orders for people. <laughs> like, really? I mean, I'd rather, be, I'd rather be sitting on the couch watching TV or something. Yeah. But um, I'm going through that right now. So I totally understand what you guys, I don't, I can't even imagine what you guys have to deal with because you're, it's with actual people and not just mm -hmm. product. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I think people should just calm down a little bit. Yeah. And it's, and it's everything. It's not just, you know, it's not just the, the, uh, the competition schedule. It's like music or uniforms or things that like, you know, people think we're making the uniforms like at the house, <laughs> like Jason's where's the uniforms at. I don't know, man. They're in China somewhere. Like, I don't yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> So we're like, Jason, why are you getting the uniforms for us? Okay, I'll, I'll get on that. I'll get my sewing yeah. kit out. So, you know, like we put in orders and then we wait just like everyone else. You know, when Amazon doesn't show up, you know, you know, they don't show up. So, you know, we're just at the mercy of all these things that uh, I see not like our parents, but just parents in general being in the industry so long. Uh, you just see parents think that um, the coaches, the gym owners, directors, like, have information that they're like you know holding back with so anyway um but yeah the comp this weekend yeah i like bakel battle you know bakel battle went from our first year at american right there's i think our first year there's still three gyms in bakersfield um is there really yeah, well there's definitely at least three but i saw some new gyms that were non-affiliated, which basically means they're not a, it basically means they're like a pop Warner team kind of, but not yeah. competing in they're like a rec team. Like they just kind of doing things on their own. They're not technically an all-star gym, but they're not a school. So they call it non-affiliated, right? But it's like a rec program, but there's a couple yeah. of rec programs there, which kind of look like all-star teams to me, but probably just didn't want to compete as a, an all-star program. Right. But but yeah, but there's three like all-star gyms, right? USASF okay. all-star gyms that go to, you know, big regular all-star competitions, right? So that first year that we came in, I think one of them was brand new. It was the our first year with the gym was their first year. And then there's the other gym that's in town as well. And they, they've been around for a little bit of time. Um, and so <laughs> definitely one of them actually used to go to... Actually, we used to go to um, Bakel Battle, uh -huh. and and they didn't split D one D two, so it was like a real competition. And then eventually, the other gym stopped coming, and then they split D one D two, and so now we're literally the only D one gym that goes. And it's not like we even really get to intermingle with the D two because it completely split. It's like two different events. It's like the yeah. D two showdown. And the Bakel Battle, like they're two different events, right? So it's turned into like a competition to more of a showcase where I just use it as another 
Like, because that first year, I was, I'm telling you, our first year at American, I was nervous. I was like, man, here we are. And, you know, competition schedule come out. And, you know, the other gyms, you know, the Bakersfield gyms in town are going to be at the competition. And, you know, our teams in the division. And I'm like, whew, all right, here we go. Like, we got to make this happen, guys. Like, I, was, I was on those kids that year. I was like, we, we are not, we are not losing at this competition. This is one event we are not going to lose at. It's this one right here. So, but since then, it's kind of just turned into a showcase for us. So I use it more as a showcase. I'm not as uh, stressed out about it. Just, you know, it's a good opportunity for, you know, answering your question, what I think about the event. It's a good opportunity. One, the, the, the event in general is a good opportunity for the athletes to get on the floor again. And it's definitely more pressure than the showcase. You can like see it with the kids. Mm-hmm. You can see that they have a sense of urgency you know, they have to go through the whole warm-up process. It's a really good warm-up for us as coaches because warming up a team on a comp day is totally different than warming up a kid on a or warming up a team, you know, just at practice, right? And there's a lot different rules that we have to follow as far as there's rule, there's different rules that I follow on a comp day and making comp day adjustments versus at a practice, right? So it's a good warm-up for us as coaches, a great warm-up for the kids, and you know, good to get out. With the lights on and that moment of, you know, finality, because the kids know, like, we only get this one routine versus practice where they feel like they get an infinite amount of shots at it. Like, hey, there's no finality at practice. Um, Hey, guys, we're going to do it again. Awesome. And then they do it and, you know, it doesn't look good. And they're just like, okay, whatever, we'll just do it right now. And then they do it again. It doesn't look good. Like, okay, we'll do it right now. And when it doesn't look good on comp stage, you know, you see their real emotions. So, you know, I need them to bring that same energy at practice. And that's, you know, if kids would bring that same energy at practice, that would, that would you know, be a whole, whole different ballgame. I mean, that's my coach taught me that. Actually, the coach who taught me that actually judged the competition. So shout out to, uh, to Peck. So I remember we used to do this thing called filming back in the day. And filming is how you got your bid. So you would film all of your skills and you're trying to put together basically the best skills video that you could. You'd send it into nationals or to UCA or NCA. They would judge it and, you know, they give you a score. And depending on, you know, where you ranked, you get a bid or a paid bid to nationals. Right. And so I remember my coach said, yeah, every time I stunt, like and he's just talking about at practice, anytime I stunt at practice, I pretend like it's filming because you had to be perfect during filming. I would pretend like it's filming. And he said, and when I do filming, every time I do a stun or tumble during filming, I would pretend like it was nationals. And, and I always like, was like, okay, that's how like I'm going to treat practice. And I really did. I treated practice. Every time I did a rep, I treated it like I was at nationals. So I wanted nothing to go wrong in, in one of my routines. So, you know, and I tried to instill that in the kids, like every rep. So that's, that's the secret right there, coaches. If you want your kids to be, great they need to they need to take every rep like it's national because i remember if i would drop at practice like just a dr- if i dropped at practice like I, I, I dropped a stunt at practice i'd be devastated because i took it like i dropped at nationals because i i didn't want that to be a possibility when i got on the floor like i didn't want to be the reason that cost my team a national championship so every rep i did at practice i seriously took it as if it was national, I'd, I'd go home in a bad mood and be like, man, I'm, I'm not good. I dropped today at practice, you know? So, <laughs> you know, anyway, 
But you just see that finality with the kids and you see them taking it seriously, even though they don't compete against anyone. So I thought those good routines in general, you know, some routines were better than others, but it's a good, again, Bagel Battle was good because it gives us the opportunity to let the kids go out because a lot of times as coaches, a lot of times as coaches, we're on the fence about what should stay in the routine or what shouldn't stay in the routine. You know, and we give the kids, hey, we're going to give them one more opportunity out there in front of the crowd to see, you know, what they are able to do. Can they do it or can they not do it? Right. And it gives us like that one last like, okay, that was or this is the final decision. Now, like now I know what to adjust. So, you know, let them go out there, see what we need to adjust. And now we have the virtual coming up and American Grand, you know, we're making adjustments yesterday, make adjustments today. And then, you know. We'll go out there this weekend and, you know, nail some routines and hopefully bring home some, um, some jackets. I have some really cool jackets for American Grand. Some, uh, they have like really nice Lehrman jackets for American Grand. So I'm excited to go back. So anyway, what, what do you think about um, Bagel Battle? Um, well, I guess we don't sugarcoat it on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, I real thought quick, was- before you slam them, because that's what sounds like you're going to do. Bagel Battle is a regular competition for us. It was like normal. It was great to have a normal competition. Like we walked in, you didn't just have to watch your team. Like you could watch in, you could walk in, sit down in a chair mm-hmm. and watch cheerleading like the good old days, you know? So anyway, so that was, that was cool to have a regular competition. Anyway, go ahead. That, yes. No, that, that was, I liked that too. Um, you know, I, we thought we were supposed to have to wear masks. We brought them just in case we didn't end up having to wear them. Um, it was nice to just see people in there, see um, gyms like grouped together. Like we usually are to cheer on the teams. Um, but I will say this as a parent of junior white, um, they better get it together before this weekend because uh, there was some mistakes and um my child was definitely one of them. Um, and she beat herself up. She, she's so Kinsley is so hard on herself, which is, I admire that about her and I am the same way. Um, so I know she gets it from me. Um, but I don't know. I think they, um, they, I think they need to get it together a little bit because I'm telling you what, I don't want to spend every competition, I don't want to see every competition with a routine like that. And I know that their coaches are doing 100% the best that they can. And things happen. I get that. You know, maybe that's what they needed at this local competition and, you know, a practice for them. Maybe they will go, you know, this weekend to American Grand and kick some butt and no stunts will fall and they'll be great. I pray and hope that that happens. Um, but other than that, I thought it was pretty good. You know, um, there wasn't, maybe I just came later in the evening. So I didn't see any vendors besides, um, the jams vendor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, I don't know, you know, if that was the case or not, but, but it was a great warm up for the girls. I think it, um, was good for them to, you know, be on the stage and in, in the lights. And I just love when the lights, when they get on there and they get set and they're ready to start their routine, their uniforms just sparkle. So yeah. bright and they look so clean. Um, I think the coaches have done 
you know, especially Claire and Bailey that are coaching junior white, they have done the best that they possibly can. And they continue to strive and work. And I think they do a great job at knowing how far they could push um, each athlete. Uh, so um, fun fact about the competition on Saturday, uh, we did go to the BMX track on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And you might or might not have heard about this, but Rylan um, fell and wrecked twice. I did not hear about that. <laughs> One time before I even got there, because uh, I had some I had some stuff to do at the house. So they went with their dad. She fell and wrecked, which wasn't that big of a deal. Then she raced, her and her sister raced, and she fell big time and mm-hmm. scraped up her shoulder, her hip, her knee, her arm. She, yeah, she was a hot mess and she could like barely walk um, Friday night. I'm like, oh, my God, this was a terrible idea. We have a cheer competition tomorrow. I can't believe this happened. And she's got scrapes all over her. Um, You're that mom. She, <laughs> she got up uh, the next morning and um, she was walking totally fine and everything. She didn't want to take any aspirin. But after they performed on Saturday, uh, Kinsley comes out and the rest of the girls come out and I'm like, where the heck's Rylan at? And then here I see coach Claire with Rylan on her back and Rylan's crying. And I'm like, Oh my God, what happened? She's like, her hip hurts her. I'm like, yeah, she wrecked on a BMX bike last night. (laughs) Oh, that's what it was. I talked to her at the competition and I remember or, you know, she was, she was crying and I thought it was just about the routine. And she's like, my hip hurts. I'm like, your hip hurts. Like, I ain't see anything go wrong with your hip kid. And you know, kids, <laughs> that's the thing with kids, you know, if a stunt falls, now they got new injuries. And she's like, my yeah. hip hurts. And she's crying. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if it was your hip. <laughs> so, but that makes a lot more sense that she actually did have a, a hip hit. Maybe, maybe it what, maybe, maybe they dropped because they want to be a next riding. No, Ryland didn't drop. Kinsley dropped. Well, you know, they look the same to me. <laughs> so I'm not sure who I'm talking to. I just, like, when they're out there on the stage, I'm like, well, one of the twins dropped. I'm not sure who it is, but it was no, one of them. Kinsley. And, like, yeah. So, yeah, I see a kid crying. I go, well, a son dropped. That kid's crying. It must be her. So. <laughs> yeah. So Claire comes walking out with Ryland on her back. Ryland's bawling. Kinsley's mm-hmm. bawling because she's so mad that her stunt fell. And I yeah. didn't even see that at, before their pyramid or elite or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The twins call it multiple things. Um, before their big ending stunt, Kinsley had dropped a nap. But before that, her when they were doing their um, some stunt, one of Kinsley's stunts got up for her heel stretch. But then they mm-hmm. came down and she didn't get back up. They didn't get yeah. the stunt back up at all. I didn't notice that. So I went back and watched and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, now I understand why she's really mad. Yeah. So I don't know. See, that's what I saw. I was standing right in front of her. I saw it sponge down and then they like, just didn't get back up. And I was like, okay, well they didn't get back up, I guess. Um, yeah. And then I saw someone slam their head with Caitlin and I was like, oh, that Okay. Looks like I hurt. Did you see that? Um, no. So I'll who have flies to in the, who flies in the middle of the pyramid? Kinsley. So Kinsley, when they did her little fallback thingy, where she falls oh, onto her yeah. back, Caitlin yeah. had moved in too close. Like the group moved in too close. And so when she fell back, they like hit heads. 
And I was like, oh, that looked like it hurt. And so it kind of stunned both of them. And, you know, obviously that yeah. part didn't go exactly the way it was supposed to. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I'll say this. I don't worry about, honestly, don't, I don't worry about competitions where, so they do this in the NFL. It's called a free play. If the quarterback hikes the ball and he realizes that a defensive player is offsides, right? He knows that if something goes wrong on the play, they're going to, they're, well, they're, they throw the penalty offsides defense. The offense is going to get the ball no matter what, like no matter what happens, the offense can accept the penalty and nothing can go wrong on the play. So it's basically called a free play. So quarterbacks will hike the ball, know they got someone offsides, and then they'll take a risk. They usually will throw it downfield to try to get a big play. And if the big play doesn't happen or if an interception happens or something wrong happens, they know that it's going to get negated by the offsides. But if something good happens, they can still, they can still, it's all the risk um, with only reward or so, you know, so they can risk anything they want, but they won't get, you know, penalized for it. Right. Does that make sense so far? Yeah. Anyway, on competitions where we don't compete against each anyone, especially something like Bakel Battle, it's a free play. So mm-hmm. I'll go out there, like I said, I'll go out there and let the kids do whatever. It's a lot more risky. I play a lot more liberally on something like Bakel Battle than we'll do at American Grand. I guarantee you, you will see a difference between the routines at American Grand and the routines at Bakel Battle. Just because it's a it's a free play. Like why? There's no reason to be conservative at a competition that you're not going against anyone in. It, it's literally for no, like, if it's for bids, then yeah, you have to be conservative or you have to, you have to put your team in the best position to get a bid or to win or do all those things. But a competition where we're literally the only D one program at a competition where, where we're trying to prepare for, the competition the next weekend, right? It's, it's literally a, a free play. So where we get to do, you know, we get to take a risk where we get to find out like, Hey, should we do this or should we not do this? I talked about this, you know, other times on the, on the podcast, but as a coach, what you're really trying to do is collect data. You're trying to get as much data as you can. So you can make adjustments to put your team in the best position to win the competitions they want to win. Right. And so when you go out there and you risk it a little bit, you go, hey, we're going to do this. Not to mention they're coming off of Thanksgiving break. And we usually do an extra practice the week leading mm-hmm. up to Bakel Battle. But we figured we're not going to have anyone um, in our divisions. And we just kind of figured it's been like that the last couple of years. And everyone in divisions, let's, and we wanted to try something different with a practice schedule and scheme or whatever. So B, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> worry. Uh, now, obviously, things happen, and that's not to say that all – or how many teams are bringing in there next week? Five teams? Not to say that all five teams are going to hit zeros, um, you know, both days this upcoming weekend. But, you know, I think that there is a – there is that disconnect, and that's why we do the show, to connect – to bridge the gap between parents and coaches to know that coaches – oh, coaches were taking a risk, you know, and I think coaches play a lot more – or at least we do – play a lot more. We have a different strategy when we know we're actually competing against other teams versus when we know we're the only team out there. We're coming off Thanksgiving break. We have to do this. And we have, you know, there's some things 
I would never have done this before. I want to change emotion in junior blues routine. And I knew it was going to mess the kids up because I changed it. And I never do this. I changed it the practice before Bakel battle and say, Hey guys, you're not going to do this motion anymore. You're going to do this motion. And it's just going to be easy in the long run. It's going to be a lot easier for the kids to clean and just going to look better in the routine. But I knew that since they'd been doing it one way since choreography, that they were going to mess it up this weekend. I just knew it, but I figured, yeah, but as soon as we get back, I can wait to change it on Monday, but then on Wednesday, we have to go and do the virtual competition. And then on Saturday, we had to go, you know, we had to be in Vegas. So I'm going, you know what? It's better to change it now, knowing that we don't have to compete against anyone, knowing that now I'm going to be two days ahead of where I could have been. And by the time we get to, you know, either Wednesday, but definitely by the time we get to Saturday, that motion will be a lot, you know, more solid and a lot more, um, whatever. and, you know, and they mess it up. They're all off count this weekend, but I didn't get mad at them, you know, so parents might go, oh, what's Jason doing with those motions look awful. They, they don't look clean. <laughs> but the reality is, is that I did it on purpose knowing that, well, I'm trying to prepare us for American Grand and everything before American Grand is literally a practice to me. Um, now it's not at American, you know, it's not done on our cheer mats and in our own roof, but I do view it as a practice where, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just a different type of, pra- it's just practice to the next level um, because it's not going to make or break RC. I told the kids, you know, even if you guys go out there and nail this routine and it's perfect and you guys get whatever, it's not going to be the defining point of our season. We're not going to look back. If we, if we nail it at Bakel battle and we bomb everything else all season, we're not going to look back and go, at least we killed it at Bakel battle. And the same way, if we bomb at Bakel battle, but go and nail all of our other routines, we're not going to look back and go, man, I just wish we would have killed it at the Bakel battle. Like it's not one of those defining moments of the season. You know, um, it's just another, you know, good practice for us. And obviously it's, you know, an event, all these things, but I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't worry too much, you know, but that being said, parents, have your kids at practice. I will say this. <laughs> Parents, <laughs> have your kids at practice because anything that happens in a routine is a reflection of the practices. So we got to have kids at practice to make sure that we could put athletes in the position to actually uh, hit routines. But my, my honest, from my heart, I'm not worried about it. They're going to be, they're going to be fine. I sure hope so. I mean, I'm pretty tough on the girls and I, I, this is what I will say. I just hope that they got their mistakes out of their system at the Baco battle. So then they can do nothing but soar and have a great time and have beautiful routines the rest of the season. Um, like you said, it was, it it was a practice, you know, practice, different practice. Um, so, I mean, I'm looking forward to American grand. I think I just have such high expectations. Um, because I feel like every team that they've been on, when they go out there and they put on their show, they put on a show. And I mm-hmm. have so many friends and families that are like, wow, they looked so good. I'm like, yeah, I know they did. They looked pretty good. And this time I'm like, yeah, well, they need some work. So 
just looking forward to American Grand and starting fresh with that one. And uh, as far as like people not having their kids at practice, when (laughs) I saw that come out, I think it was in like the Liberty Report or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, I don't, I don't understand. Like I, I, it just doesn't like, I would like to talk to a parent that kids miss because I'm like, why did your kid miss? Like what the heck? Yeah. I mean, I think we were like beating a dead horse because we say it so much, you know? I said it in the, um, I said it in the Liberty Report, Liberty Report, which for all of our listeners, not part of American Cheer, the Liberty Report is just a monthly update that, you know, I write to all the parents, hey, this is what you should look forward to in December. Here's what's going on. Here's some updates. Here's some quick reminders. Just a monthly review, right? Anyway, but I put in the Liberty Report, everyone feels like they have a good excuse. Everyone does. Like, no one comes to me and goes, yeah, this is kind of frivolous. I know it's kind of petty, like, but but everyone feels like they have a good excuse, no matter what mm-hmm. that excuse may be. They go, well, you know, she never misses, and it's the only time this is going to happen in the next 50 years. So it's the only opportunity for this to happen. Can she please <laughs> miss? You know, and it's, you know, there's everyone, everyone in their own eyes feel like they have a good excuse. Yeah. So, you know, and it's hard to convince people other convince a man against his will and he's of the same opinion still. Woo, that was a good quote right there. <laughs> That's a good quote. Anyway, but you know, you can't convince people against their will because they're of the same opinion still. Um so you know, but I thought um the other thing about Bakel Battle is I felt that it was going to be a reality check for, for the families because we have struggled with um, absences this year. And Mm -hmm. it seems to be the, um, you know, I see when I get on our coaches pages or talk to coaches at different events or, you know, talk on, on the phone or whatever, it seems like that is a common thread this year is that teams are struggling with absences and so with Bakel Battle, again, knowing that we didn't have to compete against anyone, it was like, okay, well, we've been practicing this, but it will be a good reality check because a lot of parents don't sit and watch practice anymore. Mm-hmm. But everyone goes and watches the competitions. And when you go and you realize, oh, like they don't look as good as they should have looked. It's a great reality check to go, well, maybe we should start showing up to practice, right? Uh, yeah. It's a good reality check to go, okay, like, my priorities might not have been to this team. And I see that that has been detrimental to the success of the team. Right. And, you know, cause I tell this to the kids all the time, you reap what you sow. And if you plant apple seeds, you're going to grow apples. And if you plant corn, you're going to get some corn stalks and, you know, you reap what you sow. So if we don't make cheer a priority, then it's not going to be reflected as, you know, people are going to be able to see that in our routines. Right. Yeah. And so, and when you see great phenomenal routines, you know, that you must think, you know, when we have great phenomenal routines, I hear this from coaches all the time. What do you guys do at practice? Like, what are you guys doing <laughs> at practice? It's not anything else other than what are you guys doing at practice? And you see teams not look so well, you go, man, they must not be having good, strong practices. Right. So I thought it was going to be a good, honestly, a good reality check to go, all right, like now do we see why we need to be at practice for teams that, you know, 
had their struggles. Right. But yeah. Anyway, but yeah, we have vir- virtual competition. So we're doing the cheer match virtual this time. I, I did this too. I talked about this last year to do a virtual because I felt that yep. when I saw the kids get nervous last year um, for the virtual events, I remember talking to you this, uh, talking yeah. to you about this last year too, about, yeah, we should do a virtual and the showcase and the bakel battle. And those three things will get us ready for the competition season. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I wanted to do cheer match. I heard everything I've heard about cheer match is that they've given really, really good feedback on about the routines that they've just been crazy about the feedback. Everyone's like, Oh yeah, they give like tons of feedback about the routines. So I figured getting in a good event, like before the, you know, at the beginning of the season where we can get lots of feedback to really start to shape our routines would be a good one. Um, so yeah, we're going to do the, the, the cheer match. They actually sent out an email a couple weeks ago about their um, score sheet. <laughs> I got a funny story about the score sheet. I'm not sure if I want to tell it. Yeah. What's the, just, give us I'm the not tea. sure if I want to tell it. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. Okay. I, I might, I, I'm, I'm still deciding if I'm going to tell this story because it made me laugh. Um, but but they sent this email about the scoring and and all these things and like one of their pitches was and look look at some of the feedback that we've given some of these teams i ain't go through and read like i don't care what this team's pyramid scored or whatever but or what you think about their pyramid but their point was like there were these like long bricks of paragraphs that they're like saying like we give so much feedback it's going to be useful you know for your team so i look forward to that and then you know grand this weekend so we actually have teams i think all the teams well we haven't gotten the official competition schedule for the cheer match now sometimes Mm -hmm. they will split medium and small teams and some some events do and some events don't if there's not enough you know there's it's a mandatory split if there are two smalls and two mediums in the same division right there's two small junior ones and two medium junior ones. It's a mandatory split. But if there are not two small and two mediums, right, there's two smalls and one medium, the event producer has the choice of if they are going to split it or not. So um, I'm not sure if they're going to split it because I think junior white, I think there's other junior ones, but not other medium junior ones. And there's other U3s, but not other medium youth threes. Um, so I'm not sure if all the teams are going to have competition or not. Depends on how they split it. The only team that won't have competition is senior black, but all the other teams should have competition in their divisions. Um, so we'll see. And then, yeah, and then we have competition, in all our divisions at American grants for senior black. Um, so, yeah, I think, and I think junior white actually has another medium junior one in their division. So they'll definitely have, a like team, another team their size to go against. Um, they had two, I think one of them dropped out. But anyway, not even sure what we're talking about. Um. <laughs> It'll be a good weekend. Um, I do want to say thank you. You guys, all of you at American, all of our coaches do such a great job. And um, we were sitting, me and, we, me and my husband were sitting watching, um, you know, we were there like an hour ahead watching some other teams before American came on. And um, it was really like heartwarming um, to see 
all of our American cheer coaches down in the pit cheering mm-hmm. the teams on, whether it was the tie. I think we watched Tinies and minis or something, mm-hmm. something we watched like two other American teams and then our team. And it was so heartwarming to see all of the coaches down there. Even yeah. if you don't coach their teams, it was really cool to see that because watching some other teams, there was no one in the pit there. There was yeah. no coaches in the pit. They were just standing over there, press and play on their music. And Ryan's pretty critical. So he's mm-hmm. like, you have this little team that's only five and six year olds and yeah. there ain't no one down there helping these girls. And maybe if there was someone down there helping them that, you know, maybe they would have been together and they would have been on timing. And, you know, he was just ranting. Yeah. But it was very, very cool to see all of you guys down there. I know sometimes that can't always happen, um, but it, it was cool. It's so good to see like you, you don't coach junior white. I know that you're, you know, the director of our program, but you go down there and you support one of your teams. Like, yeah, it, it's great to see that. It, it really is. That's your own kids. I'm like, Let, let's go with uh So our tiny, I can't remember if it was tiny stars or tiny twinkles, but one of our really young teams, it was tiny, tiny stars. So they're down there and right. I don't coach them. So, you know, their routine is, you know, vaguely in my mind, right. Of like exactly like what they do and their accounts. Right. And at that age, those kids need their coaches in front of them <laughs> directing traffic. Right. And so I'm out there and I'm giving thumbs up to kids. They're hitting or whatever. And I'm like, yay, good job. I do my, my thumbs up. And there's a kid looking straight at me. And as I raise my hand, she raises her hands and does a high V and I'm like, no, sorry, kid. <laughs> You're like, hands down. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I got to stop messing around. These kids are looking at me. They're dependent on Coach Jason to know these scouts. So maybe laugh this weekend. But yeah, um, but no, it was great. Like, um, it was cool to be back in the arena. Uh, well, you know, it's a theater there. But it was cool to have everyone back there, especially when all the teams are going, um, especially that streak that you're talking about where it was Junior White and the few teams that went before them, um, Minis and... I think maybe junior stars or tiny or whoever it was, but we had a few teams that went like pretty close to each other. And, you know, we get to the end of the um, elite or not the end of the elite, the end of the routine and just the served and slayed by the red, black, and blue. Like when that part comes on and the crowd just erupts like this is what we do. Yeah. It's the best ever. Yeah. So it was cool to be in the crowd again and just like hear everyone erupt when um you know when we get to the end of the routine so yeah yeah all right should we get to the um we talked for a while what you want to bring something else up or should we get to the um yeah i had a question so yeah. uh joey's getting older you know i mean yes. she's still one and but every competition that she goes to you know she's a couple weeks older or a month older or six mm-hmm. months older or whatever and the cutest picture of all times of her, you know, the little tight, the little mini team or whatever team it was. And then her standing behind it with her little mm-hmm. jersey yeah. and the cutest thing in the world. Um, how I, I know as a mom, like it's harder on, I'm just going to be real. It's harder on moms than it is on dads and especially mm-hmm. for Ashley. So, you know, she's, you know, trying to be super coach and she's trying to be super mom and she's, you know, helping out run this program and she's, she's doing it all. And how is, how is Joey at competitions? Because Mm -hmm. it seems like it would be so hard, but it also 
seems like you guys do it with such grace and especially Ashley, because, you know, she's got a job and then, but she's got her daughter. Mm -hmm. So how does that, like, how does that work out? Uh, I mean, it was pretty, this one was definitely probably the, the, the hardest one. She's older now, right? She's what, 16 months now. So she's, she's active now. Like she didn't start crawling until like, literally we got to the summit. Like we got to the summit last year and she was like, crawling for real for the first time and i was like we are at registration and she's on the ground and i'm like guys like she's crawling right now she's crawling so she wasn't active at all before so it was super easy as far as like making sure she stayed put you know and she wasn't like all oh. now when we hold her if she wants to get down you know she squirms it's like no dad i want to get down or mom i want to get down on the floor you know i want to go do stuff and she wasn't like that last season at all. She was just, you know, we would just carry her everywhere. And Ash would put her in the, um, and we only had a couple, we did South Carolina and then we did um, uh, Summit. So we only had two events and she was pretty immobile at that time. So it was pretty easy. This was a little bit more, I don't want to say challenging, but it was, it was a little bit more challenging with her yeah. this time because she's so much more active. And so this time it, it seemed like, either Ashley would have her and I would just be like, okay, I'm going to run the team. And, you know, we talked about this before, but uh, in a couple of, a couple of podcasts ago, but like I have the ability to just focus on what I'm focusing on and just mm-hmm. go, okay. And, and I'll just be just super focused on whatever. And so Ashley holding Joey trying to wrangle her in, and, you know, I'm just, you know, manning the team or we'd like pass her off to someone. Uh, my mom was at the event. So yeah. she was either with my mom or she was with Sheila or, you know, our coaches are great with Joey. So, you know, mm-hmm. she'll go with one of them if you know, whatever. So I think, um, you know, I thought we handled it well, you know, cause we just had, you know, 8,000 babysitters on, on deck who, you know, would love to watch her. <laughs> so it's great. But you, we could tell this time was just a little bit more challenging just because she's active now. And, you know, when she wants to get mm-hmm. down and walk on her own, you know, she wants to get down and walk on her own and she wants to go do this. And, you know, she doesn't know to stay away from back handsprings yet. Right. <laughs> just like, Oh yeah. <laughs> She's like, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I think that, that that's, I mean, I remember the girls being that little and yeah, they like squirm like crazy and they just want to do their own thing. But mm-hmm. I definitely admire Ashley for, you know, not just saying, Hey mom, can you watch her for a competition? Yeah. You know, she, it's her daughter. She wants to do the mommy yeah. things. And I, I was like that too. Like my, wherever I was going, my girls were going too. it doesn't matter. Um, but it's super cool seeing you guys manage the baby and the parent life, but then mm-hmm. also still giving all of your undivided attention to your team. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Trying our best. Trying our best. So yeah. Um, was that the question of the week? No. <laughs> I was I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like definitely wasn't. Um, I have a decent question of the week though. All right, let's go. Question of the week. If you have a question of the week, guys, the questions of the week, they drive the show. You guys need to send them in. Don't forget about the $100 uh, giveaway. So share this, like it, subscribe, screenshot it, send it to, and send your questions to at Jason Larkins or at triple underscore to have your question read and answered uh, for the question of the week. B, what is the question of the week? So I'm paraphrasing this, um, 
they're wanting to know at some competitions, why do young teams, minis and or tinies perform so late when they're talking 9 p.m. to 1030 and then there's awards afterwards. Um, this particular parent was saying that they had a very late competition time followed by awards and then they had to drive five hours home not getting home till you know two three in the morning and then it's a Sunday and their kid has to go to school um, so just wondering why they're so late comp uh, performance times at some competitions yeah so I mean I guess the the short answer is they're just trying to make that money right like I guess there's, <laughs> like I don't know why well there's a couple things I guess I guess the, the quick answer, why do some events last forever? Uh, and I guess a couple of different reasons would go into that. Like the, the logic, I've never ran an event, right? But like off the top of my mind is you have so many teams, but you only have one stage and we only have one stage. That means, you know, everyone has to go, you know, everyone has to perform on that one stage and every team is about, what, five minutes or three minutes apart or so. So, and depends on what your rotations are, um, what your rotations are. Um, if you only have one judging panel, like let's say there's only one judging panel at this event. That means this team goes, then they have to um, judge that routine. They have to finish inputting their scores. Like the reason why it alternates between, you know, medium junior one and small U three at competitions. Right. And they alternate is because mm -hmm. they have two judging panels. You know, I'm judging junior one and I go, and then when they're done and U three is up, I'm finishing up my scores. And as I'm finishing up my scores, U three is on and you're judging. And then when oh, U three okay. finishes, you're finishing up your, your scores as the next junior one team is on. And so we're alternating. It keeps the, um, the flow going, but if you only have one judging panel, then you need a break in between. You don't get to have that break anymore. Like you mm -hmm. have to space. They, the judges still need time to actually judge the routines. Right. So I'm not sure what competition this was, but that is a possible reason why a competition would extend into the wee hours of the night. Right. Extreme reason. Lots of people at the event, only one stage, only one judging panel, right? That would extend things forever. Um, why they have tinies that late at night? I have no idea. We had, we went to an event. I'm not going to say their name, but we went to an event. There's actually two events. One event I choose not to go to anymore because, because of their late, how late they are with um, performances and awards. Literally midnight. Midnight. And I'm like, dude, it is midnight. I remember one time it was a, this is back when we we're at PCM. And this is back when they used to give bids out summit bids, world's bids. Well, I guess they still do world's bids at the event, but they used to do summit bids at the event as well. Not the, the bid reveal on the TV. So I remember us waiting for, you know, bids to come out and it's literally midnight on a school night. Right. And we, you know, we didn't live in that city. So we had to drive back home. Right. And it's like, this is ridiculous. Like what is going on? So they just have such late award ceremonies. Like I didn't need to go to this event anymore, but there's another event um, that has super late 
award ceremony. I remember being there. I swore off of them. I was like, I'm never coming back to this event again. But yeah, it was like tinies and minis at like 10 p.m. You know, awards are at 11, 30, 12. And you're like, why are tinies and minis still here? Like, get mm-hmm. these kids out of here. They should have performed at the crack of dawn. That way they can go and have a regular bedtime, right? Um, Cause those days are long, you know, cheer hangovers are, are for real. And so mm-hmm. there was actually a push a while ago. I have no idea what happened to it, but there was a push a couple of years ago, 2018, 2019 or so the, the all-star all-stars united and a bunch of um, all the big wigs in the, in the industry, all the, you know, big wig gym owners got together and said, we need to make some changes to these events. And like, one of the things was, like they made like all these demands, like this is what the industry yeah. needs. We need this, we need this, we need this. And one of them was like competitions can't start before 8 p.m. and they can't get out later than, or the last team can't perform later than, I don't know, 9 p.m. Or maybe it was, that was 8 p.m. too. It was probably like 9, 9 p.m. or so. Um, and I remember like the industry wrote back, like a bunch of um, event producers wrote back and said, we agree to the terms. <laughs> we will do this. We make a promise to do this. Um, I think some of those event producers have broken their promises since that, um, since that time, but you know, it was good for that season, I guess. But um, yeah. Why, why have tinies compete that late? And, you know, and there's logistical things like that happen. Um, None, nothing reasonable that I can think of off the top of my head. Why? I mean, maybe, maybe all the senior teams had prom that weekend. And so they moved all the senior teams up to the beginning of the day. So they can get ready for prom, which means all the tiny kids performed late. Like that's something that's, that had, that has happened before where they move senior teams closer to the front of the day, which pushes the, the uh, younger teams back, but it still doesn't mean why junior teams couldn't have ended the day or even a yeah. team. but tinies and minis um, seems a little young to be competing that late. So yeah. You know, there you go. Perfect. Well, thank you. I tried my best, B. I tried my best. <laughs> All right. What so, else you got? Dude, I don't know. I guess we got the quote of the week. Let's do the quote of the week. We'll wrap this yeah. thing up after the quote of the week. Um, quote of the week. Let me pull this thing up. There's a good quote. Guys, here we are. This is the sounds like that quote of the week. Sounds like that. Be more. Did you know that sounds like that is the official music producer for the Let's Talk to Your podcast? I sure did. And I am so thankful for them. I'm very thankful for them as well. They also do all of our American cheer mixes. Um, guys, those mixes are fire. Man, man, I want to sing, I want to, I want to spit some bars right now because those mixes are trying to take a shot at the goat, then you better raise your aim up. Yeah, anyway. Um Anyway, so sounds like that. If you want a good fire mix from sounds like that, they do phenomenal work over there. Sounds like that.com link in the description, click on it. And so I'll get back to you about uh, giving you some sounds like that fire mixes. Anyway, here's the quote of the week. Everyone wants to be successful until they see what it actually takes. Um, there is, that is one of my favorite quotes. Everyone wants to be successful until they see what it actually takes. And there's a great, great picture that goes with this. It is a um, on the screen now for all of our YouTube listeners. And we're actually on Spotify video podcast now. So if you want to watch us, you can watch us on Spotify or you can watch us on YouTube. But anyway, 
But there's a great picture of a ballet, a ballet dancer, right? And it shows her feet and on, it shows one nice, pretty ballerina slipper. And the other side, her toes are all bruised up and bloody and just all wrecked, right? And it just says like, you know, this is what everyone wants, you know, nice, pretty ballet shoe. And this is what it actually takes. Like it actually takes, you know, being on the grind and just working hard, like not being afraid to get, you know, your fingernails dirty, right? So, you know, that's what it's about this time of season. Like this time of season, it's about the grind. Like it's great to go out there on stage and look pretty and to, you know, win the awards and do this and do that. But the reality is if you want to go out there and win awards and hit zeros and do all those things, you have to be willing to put in that work. Like you have to be willing to break a nail. You have to be willing to leave sweaty, red face, makeup smeared everywhere. Like you shouldn't leave practice looking pretty. Like you should leave practice a hot, sweaty mess, knowing that you put in work that day, you know, like you should, you should have to crawl out of practice, you know, have oxygen waiting for you, you know, and, and, and recover just enough to, you know, to come back the next day, but okay, I'm ready to go. You know, like this is grind time. So we're, you know, here we are national season. Um, and you know, that's the quote of the week. Be ready to put in that work, you know, don't be afraid of the work. So there you go. What you got, B? Matt, I like that. That's a good one. Um, next time you see my kids, can you tell that directly to them? <laughs> I'll tell it straight to their faces. Oh, yeah. Here, Riley, come here. Not sure which one you are. <laughs> You're going to have to figure it out one day. No, I, I know. It's, yeah, Rylan has, has a, a dot on her head, a little freckle. And, and um, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel every time I look at it, I look for that dot. I go, Hey, what's up, Rylan? What's up, Ken? Uh, but when they're in the routine, yeah, I'm like, I don't know who's who, but you know, well, they are supposed to get their braces on next Thursday and they're getting totally opposite colors. So you'll be able to tell by that then have Rylan get red and Kinsley get K- what letter, what color starts with a K or a C. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rylan wants black and Kinsley wants teal. So that's what they're shooting for. Not going to help. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. But thank you for having me back. This was a great podcast, you know, lots of rambling like we always do, but it's good to be back in the routine. Yeah. We're back at it again. We'll talk about um, showcase. We'll see if you're any more pleased with the routines. And um, <laughs> did I sound too harsh? <laughs> no, you got no, we got you. We got you. We're gonna be ready. I'm gonna make a po- I'm gonna text the staff like, yo, y'all better be ready because B was not playing today. She needs to see these routines <laughs> step up. Oh, and this is just random. Shout out to uh, Charisma um, South Bay Divas ce- celebrating 10 years. Oh, yeah, of South congratulations! Bay Divas. So, yeah, congrats. It's awesome. So, anyway, um, we'll see you guys. We'll see South Bay this weekend. Um, but yeah. Anyway, B, if you want anything else? You got any, wait. Do you have anything else? I usually always have something, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have anything else. All right then. Well, you know how we do. Five, six, seven, eight. We're out. We're out.